It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello to all. Welcome to Divas That Care Network. I am Joyce Benning, and I will be your host for this invigorating, robust lifestyle show. I want to thank each one of our listeners that have tuned in live today and the ones that will be listening to the recording on the podcast. I am just so very thankful and grateful for each and every one of you. And you are all in for a really special show today, as I have with me my returning monthly diva, Deb Matlock. And her and I are going to chat about deep sensory awareness. Oh, my. What a perfect time of the year to be talking about the deep awareness of everything with our senses. I just love it. I am so excited. So, Deb, could you please introduce yourself to our listeners today? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. As Joyce said, I am Deb Matlock, and I am in Colorado in the United States. I have a small business called Wild Rhythms, and the focus is on nurturing and developing a deep and sacred connection between humans and the earth and wild nature and animals and the world of spirit. And I do that through workshops and retreats and also a series of training programs for folks that are practitioners of various kinds like life coaches and educators and clergy members and people who are interested in creating programs for their own communities that explore that deep and sacred connection to wild nature. Oh, oh how beautiful. What a rewarding what a rewarding career you have, Deb, just to be able to share all this with other people and get help them to connect to nature and the wildness of it all and all the spirit of it and oh oh I just love it I, it just gives me the chills just thinking about it because I know how heartwarming it is <laughs> thank you yeah you know I really love this work too and it's it's definitely taken me for a ride it, you know I feel like I'm just sort of following along with what the the universe is bringing forward, but it's it's mm-hmm. it is very rewarding and just amazing to connect with other people who are interested in these things. So I feel very fortunate. Oh, that that is beautiful. I love it. Well, on the deep sensory awareness, how would you like to start doing everything that you do, helping others to focus on nature and the wildness and the animals and the earth? How would you like to open this up for our listeners to hear more about the deep sensory awareness? You know, I love this topic because I think it's it's one that I think is is the most one of the most empowering and and that is that we as physical beings living on this earth we have a multitude of senses and these senses are literally the bridge between us and all the rest of, of life around us. And, and also, I think, extending that to um, the world beyond what we can see and, and touch and hear and feel. And and I think that whether we have all of our senses or not, because, of course, not all of us do, but we all have some, whether, you know, we, we touch, we see, we hear, we feel, we taste, we sense all kinds of other ways of experiencing the world, and we can talk more about how senses are 
not just the five that we often hear about, but there's many more. <laughs> but I think it's something that we all carry with us. And so no matter where we are in the world and no matter how we are in the world, we have this very amazing and powerful way of engaging with all of life around us and bringing it into ourselves and into our souls and into our spirits and in in ways that just change the way that we see the world. Oh, oh, I so agree. And I, I so feel we have so many more than just those five senses within our human bodies because there's the sense of feeling, of feeling things and the sense of a warming heart when you hear something and just there's so many different examples of to me that show that we have way more senses than just the five that are normally focused on. So what's your take on that? Do you feel that there's a whole lot more deeper senses within us than just the five that we always hear about? I really do. And and I think it's it's interesting because I've, I've read articles over the years where I've heard you know, people have said we have 50 or we have 105 or we have, you know, an infinite amount. And, and so, you know, what that actually is, I, I certainly don't know. And I think it's it's kind of a fun thing to explore and discover. But we, we have, you know, we talk about seeing and hearing and tasting and feeling and, you know, but what about what about taking all of those to deeper levels? And then, you know, what about, like you were just saying, feeling in a complex way, like, yeah, we can feel textures. As, as I sit here talking to you all, I have a cat in my lap, and I can feel his soft fur, and and I can I can feel the vibration from his purr, and I can sort of hear his purr, although I have headphones on, so I can't hear it as fully, you know. Um, but also, you know, what about the, the feeling going beyond just feeling the fur? What about the feeling of intuition or the feeling of insight or that feeling of inspiration? that, you know, I know we've talked about in previous episodes, just seeing the sunset or the sunrise is just sometimes the the awe that that inspires within us. You know, is that the same kind of feeling sense or is that a different one? Is there a different description for that that takes it deeper? You know, and, and what how do we describe the things that we feel in our dream states, you know, when we're asleep but we're having these vivid dreams if if we do that? You know, so I think that this is one of those things where the the terrain is is almost infinite of of what are the ways that we have the ability to sense the world around us. Oh, oh, I so agree because I think it goes so much deeper. It's like it it goes into your soul. It's the senses that are in your soul and in your spirit because just like I'm in my office and there's a cool breeze blowing through the window and it's just it's just feeling that, but how does it really feel on the inside of me to feel that breeze and the feeling of uh, the seeing of the greenness of the leaves on the trees? And it, yes, I can see it, but what's the feeling inside of me? What what joy, what energy, what what does that bring out that's inside my soul that really ignites me or makes me feel so much happier or joyful or more warm on the inside i think it goes so much deeper into each person's soul and i think each person experiences these things in a different way in a more in their senses of what they are aware of and what makes them put a smile on their face and so that's kind of how i feel about it it just goes deep into your soul on all these 
difference you see and feel and touch. Oh, yeah. And I think, you know, when when it goes into our soul, like you described so perfectly, it it has the power to stimulate other senses within us. So, for example, you know, um, I remember the smell of my grandmother's perfume. And yeah. she has since passed on. And I don't know, a few months ago, I, I got a whiff of a smell that reminded me of her perfume. So there's the physical. I had a sense and I... I got a little bit of a smell, and and I have I have, um, you know, I don't have full ability to smell, but this was strong enough that I could taste a little. I got a little bit of it, kind of going in, you know. And what what it did after that was it flooded me with these memories and all of this, um, all of this beautiful heartfelt. Just I I missed her. I loved her. It made me happy to think of her again. And then from there, you know, where does where do these things take us? So that it made me reflect on on who she was as a spiritual person, and then it made me kind of stop and pause on on how am I living my life, and am I doing it in a way that would would make her proud of me? And and all of a sudden, it became what was a whiff of a smell. I don't even know what it was. It was in the store. It could have been a food. It could have been somebody's perfume walking by. All of a sudden, I'm going into a place of reflecting on my spiritual path. You know, I'm trying to buy produce. You know, and. Uh, I mean, that to me is one of the most powerful things is that, like you said, it goes into our soul and then it stirs things up inside of us. And it it, it invites us to live in a really visceral way and in a way that is not just in the the focused frenzy of, of whatever our routines are and, and piles of email and, and, you know, honking horns at the red light or whatever it is. It takes us into this place that I think allows us to sort of live Almost like our life is a prayer all the time. Yes. Oh, oh, that was such a beautiful, heartwarming experience that you shared of just that smell and what what all started to feel inside of you and the memories and you were visualizing it and just all of that. That is what is so beautiful and that's where I think our senses go so much deeper. It's just like this morning, the red birds around here were just singing, and there was one right up in the tree when I was out with my horses, and I asked it if I could take a picture to share because I thought, I'm going to share this because it is so beautiful. So I shared it with my adopted daughter, and she texted back right away, loved that image. And it was just, it was heartwarming because you think of other things you can do to put a smile on someone at else's face or to make their day a little bit brighter and when you let those senses go inside of you and start to work like that it is just incredible what starts to come out just like with your experience oh that's that's where i think it goes down in deep (laughs) yeah and i love what you bring up about how you shared the picture of the bird um because I think that our sensory experiences also do allow us these beautiful windows and ways to connect with each other. So not only is it helping us to connect to our, you know, the world around us and, and maybe our own experiences and memories and, and things like the story with my grandmother's um, perfume, but you shared this. And, and so that impacted her day, you know, that picture. She got that. It did something to her heart. You know, and who knows what, what domino effect that set off within her seeing the picture of the bird and receiving that from you and and um you know where did that journey take her with that and and so i think that that's the other thing and you think about things like you know the beauty of of a sunset or beautiful art 
or music or, you know, just some of the things that, that we as humans can, that we create or we enjoy based on our sensory experience of those things, oftentimes those things are, are, are exactly the things that connect us with each other and bring us bring us together as as a more unified species you know and and less worried about you know who believes in what religion or what political party but more like wow we're both standing here right now enjoying the beauty of this field of flowers you know mm-hmm. we have that in common it's it's a it's those deep sensory experiences i think you know can be such common unifiers and i mean dare i say agents of peace you know like um <laughs> community building, you know, those sorts of things. Oh, yes, definitely. Oh, I just, it to me, it's like the full circle web of how we are all connected when we share like that and how it touches others' lives. And like you said, the domino effect it can have by doing something like this and just sharing with others. And that is what is so beautiful to me. And when you talked about the field of flowers, it makes me think, too, I feel the flowers, the trees, Mother Earth, they all have these deep senses because just like the flowers know when to bloom, the trees know when to have the green leaves when they start budding and start bringing out the greenness. The grass needs knows when to start to green up. It's just amazing to me how they all know this and it has to me, it's a deep sense within them that it's this time of the year that we need to start all this. And it is just such a beautiful full circle how we just impact one another, what the trees and the green grass and the beautiful flowers do for myself. And I, like you were talking about, sharing the field of flowers with others and what it brings in peace. And it's just such a deep sense when you start to think about it and start to think how all of nature and even like I have a lot of I call them little barn swallows have now come back in just the last couple weeks and they're flying in and out of the barn they're the one they have their little mud nests that they had from last year and and they just know that's that sense in them that they know when to return and it is it's just magical to me i just love it (laughs) yeah and and you know what you're describing you know like with the return of the barn swallows and um i love those little birds too we get them where i live um on like the trails have little bridges over them by the creeks and stuff and they like to nest up underneath in the on the bridges you know and they're just so happy and they're so busy and they're just back and forth and and when i notice them it makes me slow down and I think that's one of the other things that when we allow ourselves to just be the sensory beings that we are and enjoy the swallows in the barn or the birds singing or the the colors of the grass changing in the fall or whatever it is, it also asks us to slow down just a hair so that we can take those things in through our senses and we can allow them to impact us emotionally and, and mentally and physically and spiritually you know, if we're running through things, we're not going to notice the birds flying around our head the same way. You know, it's it's a it's a beautiful part of the. I think it's kind of a. I mean, I personally think of it as a piece of my spiritual practice. Is that 
slowing down enough to allow my senses to actually be able to really work and mm-hmm. and to be able to really inform me and my day and and my way of being in the world and just I would miss so much and I do miss stuff. I mean, there are days I'm in a hurry. There are days, you know, that it's like, oh gosh, I I, I can't even see straight. There's so many things going on. But the senses that that we have are, are such a gift. And and I think, you know, for those of us who have dogs in our lives, dogs are a beautiful teacher for our sensory awareness. Because that's oh my goodness, I walk with my dogs and it's like we go two steps and we're having our nose under a bush and we're smelling stuff. You know, it's like okay, um, you know, and and I. I, I, a lot of people call it in the dog world, you know, a sniffari, like instead of a safari, you know, it's a sniffari, <laughs> you know, because it's so important for them to use their senses. And I think there's so much we can learn from that example. Oh, oh, I so agree with you. It's it's like living in the present moment, enjoying that beauty all around you in that very moment. And that's, to me, that's what the animals do, just like the dogs. They're in that moment. Their nose is to the ground, and they're sniffing to see what they can smell and what is out there for them to take in. And they're they're in that moment. They're not thinking of in the next 15 minutes, where are we going to be on this walk? They're right there in that moment. And it's the same with my horses. I've said it so many times. They just have taught me so to be in the present moment. And when you're in that moment, it is just amazing what you will what your senses will let you observe and feel when you are in that present moment be it with your animals be it out in nature be it wherever you are or if you're inside looking outside just seeing that beauty that is right there in front of you and just taking that moment and being there well that's that's another thing that comes to my mind when i think of experiencing the beauty and relating it to the dogs and and the cats, too, because they're so alert. They're looking at everything outside, and they they see that little bug flying or they see that little butterfly going up in the air. And they're just they're so in tune with what's happening in every moment right around them. And I, that is just we can learn so much from the animal world by just observing them because they, they teach us so much. Oh, that is so true. And I, and I think, you know, um... You know, for a lot of animals, you know, like wild animals, you know, their senses are are actually their lifeline too. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's it's like if a, a group, you know, a herd of deer suddenly stops listening, they're probably gonna someone's gonna get eaten. You know, or several of them are gonna get eaten. And mm-hmm. and and I I often ask myself, you know, maybe I'm not living in the world in exactly that same way. Although sometimes, you know, sometimes our senses are very much. What keep us safe if we hear something, you know, like a fire alarm, for example, or we we see the the, the red light changing, you know, it tells us we better stop, or this could be really a, a difficult situation here. But for a lot of the days, for a lot of us, you know, our senses are not necessarily in that heightened state of of life or death. It's it's also an opportunity for us, like you said, to really focus on what's present around me, you know, what's going on in the world here that. If I just take an extra minute or two right now and focus, how is that going to how is that going to make me notice something different? You know, how is it going to make me aware of what's going on in a different way? How am I going to know? You know, like there's some kids across the street that that are homeschooled, and I can always tell when it's lunchtime for them because I hear all this giggling outside when it's warm. <laughs> you know, when it's even when it's cold sometimes. 
you know, but it's like it's just that little bit of awareness tells me, oh, it's time for lunch. And sometimes it's actually made me stop and say, oh, maybe I should have lunch. I was just in the middle of working on something, wasn't paying attention to my body saying, hey, I'm getting hungry here, you know. Um, uh-huh. But it was an awareness of the surroundings. And, and, again, I think not everybody has all the senses, you know. Like I actually hit my head 10 years ago, and it, it messed up my sense of smell pretty pretty badly. I lost it completely for a few years, and, and what I have now is, is – I have some smells and some distorted smells, and but I've sort of started to learn to to focus on it in a different way. I think I was taking it totally for granted before I lost it, and and you know now as it slowly returns, or maybe it hopefully will slowly return. It, it's like I can I can just appreciate it differently, and I think so. Even when one when we're missing one or two of our senses that you know, make life a, a different experience, you know, we still have all these other ones, you know, these potentially hundreds of other senses that we can focus in on and, and allow to, to be a really important guiding force in our lives. Oh, oh yes, how true that is, because it, it makes me think of my one older dog. He can hardly, he doesn't hear much of anything anymore. But the rest of his senses, he feels that touch. He's always watching where you're at. And, yeah, it's it's extra steps to go make sure he knows where I'm at because he can't hear me call him. But that's okay because the look in his eyes when he sees you and he knows where you're at, it just is so heartwarming because you know he appreciates it so much because you are acknowledging the senses, the sense of, not being able to hear that he no longer has, but he still has the eyesight. He still has the feeling of your touch and and being there with you and just watching. So it's taking in those senses and realizing, be it the humans or the animals, if they have lost one of those senses, to go about it in a different way. Just change, change a little bit what you do so the senses that they still have they can appreciate, and it, it's it's heartwarming to me every time I see him look like, oh my, there you are, and he's just all excited. And we may not, he may not have only known for sixty seconds where I was not at, but it's that feeling that he has, and that he shows when he sees me again. So that is yeah. something that came up when you that I thought about when you said that about your smell and not being able to smell real well was another example in the animal world of losing one of their senses, but they still have their others too. Oh, my gosh, that's a great story. And, in fact, I can relate very much because I have a, an almost 16-year-old border collie here who has lost the bulk of her hearing. And, and our relationship has changed a little bit because, like you said, I have to get in front of her, and now we have a few little hand signals. When I want her to come with me, I kind of wave my arms and smile at her, you know. And and, <laughs> and like you said, it's it's – it's but the deepening of our connection. It's almost like it's we were already really, really closely connected, and now it's added another level, you know, another layer, another way for us to engage with each other and communicate. And, and she's a little bit of um, cognitively kind of losing some of her. Every now and then she'll get a little bit. I think I think she actually overstimulates sensory sometimes and kind of just looks confused a little bit. And and if I just mm-hmm. gently sort of pet her and touch her and look at her, she'll just give me a kiss and wag her tail and it's like, oh, okay, right, everything. You know, so again, our communication has become a different, whereas five years ago I would have said, hey, come on, let's go. Now it's like I'll pet her gently on her back so as not to scare her and then she'll turn around and look at me and it's it's like we're still communicating. 
And and I think that that's something that so many people can probably relate to, whether it's with their animals or with people in their lives or, um, you know, it's just our sensory abilities allow us so much deep engagement. You know, it's 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 like when my grandfather was at the end of his life and he couldn't really communicate verbally anymore, I could touch his arm and I would tell him, you know, this is your granddaughter Debbie, I'm right here and he would he would he would squeeze my hand. You know, he he couldn't do certain things but he could he could receive some but as soon as I touched him and grabbed his hand, you know, and he felt me there, then he would squeeze back. You know, so the sensory connection is is so darn profound and it's so much a part of our lives whether we're aware of it or not. Yes, yes. And it it goes so deep. Uh, it's like with your grandfather, you knew that he knew it was you by his squeeze of his hand. And what a f- warm feeling that gave you and what a warm feeling it gave him to know that you were right there and that you cared and and knew how to communicate with him. And be it the humans or the animals, they just, they appreciate it so much. Oh, it is, it is just beautiful. Deb, I knew this would go so quickly. I'm like, oh my! I, it seems like we barely started talking about this. There's so many, so many more depths we could go into. We we may have to do a part two of this one because this is this yeah. is wonderful. I just it's there's so much magic in the sensory awareness and how deep it goes. So, would you please share with our listeners today how they can connect with you when they hear this podcast and go, Deb is someone I want to connect with and learn more about connecting with the earth and the animals and the spirits. What are the best ways to connect with you, Deb? Absolutely. I've got a website, wild-rhythms.com, and from there people can read the blogs, they can get to all the social media, sign up for the email list, Um, whatever kind of avenue they want to explore, all of that can be found at wild-rhythms.com. Oh, perfect, perfect. Thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you so much for this talk on deep sensory awareness. This this was just beautiful. It just warmed my heart. I just want to thank you so much and wish you a very magical day and have a happy spring until we talk again in June. <laughs> you as well. And, and also to all the listeners out there, I, I just hope you all have a lovely few weeks of exploring your senses and the world around you. Oh, oh, definitely. Oh, thank you so much. And I want to thank all of our listeners for listening to this absolutely amazing show with our incredible monthly returning diva, Deb Matlock. Please share this show with all your family and friends. Check out all the other hosts and their shows on divasatcare.com. And remember, just slow down a little bit and be in that present moment And let your senses go deep inside you to experience what is all around you, be it the nature, the animals, the spirit world, another helping other humans. Just be in that present moment and see what all can come about by tapping into your deep sensory awareness. And I want to wish each of you a very magical day. Remember, be kind to all. Give your animals a great big extra hug and share your love with them until we connect again on Robust Lifestyles. Stay strong and healthy. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. 
Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.